0: Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoyed listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you turn your Bibles to uh, Genesis chapter 17, again, this is a text that uh, doesn't seem all that Christmassy at first. I want to remind us of what we talked about last week. In the very beginning, God created us, human beings, to live in paradise with Him. He created Adam and Eve in a garden. There was no sin, there was no sickness, there was no pain. Everything was provided for them. The, tr- the trees produced the fruit that they needed to eat, and everything was all in peace and harmony. And God gave them one command, not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the serpent came and tempted Eve, and she ate, and she gave some to Adam, her husband, and God then came down. And He saw what they had done. When Adam and Eve partook of the fruit, they introduced death to humankind. They introduced sickness and pain and all of the things that we still experience today. God placed a curse on the serpent He said that it would wiggle around on its belly, but also he said, I will put enmity between you, your offspring, and her offspring, Eve's offspring. And I will put, uh, and he, that's one individual offspring of Eve, will crush the serpent's head. And so I said last week, all of the Old Testament is looking forward to the fulfillment of that promise, where someone who was a descendant of Eve would come and crush the serpent's head. We, I, I talked last week about how Eve gave birth to a son named Cain, and she was very proud of this fact and she probably thought maybe this is that one, this seed, this offspring who will be able to crush the serpent's head. Yet she was disappointed when she had another son named Abel and Cain killed Abel. And their hopes were dashed. But yet God provided another seed, Seth, and we see his line followed down through the ages. And it comes to a man named Noah. His father named him Noah, which means rest, because he thought maybe this one will give us relief from the painful toil that we have, from the curse. I ended it there because I didn't want to step on this week. We see... In, in those passages, how God is dealing with humanity and this descendant of Eve was expected. And God begins to work it, in our passage that we're looking at today, and starting in chapter 12 and, and, and on throughout Genesis, narrowing down the scope. You, you see the, the, the chapters through 1 through 11 kind of broaden out, and you see all the different nations. they go to all the different places about the Earth. You see the, the table of nations and, and the, the, uh, uh, the Tower of Babel, how, how the languages all got spread out. And with Abraham, God tells him, "Go." Go out away from your people. Go out from your father's house to a land that I will show you. And he he tells him in chapter 12 that he will bless him and that he will one day have a seed that will be a blessing to all nations. God is narrowing down the scope where this seed of the woman, this descendant of Eve is coming from, and it will be from the line of Abraham. Abraham. In chapter 15, he tells Abraham, go outside and look at the stars. And among all the stars of the heaven, you'll have more descendants than all the stars. Can you count them? Of course he couldn't count them. He narrows the scope that holy seed, the seed of the woman, will come from the line of Abraham. Today we will look at chapter 17 in Genesis, starting with verse 1. It says, When Abraham was ninety-nine years old, and the Lord appeared to Abraham, I am God Almighty, walk with me, walk before me, be blameless, that I may make my covenant between me and you, and may multiply you greatly." Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him Behold my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of a multitude of nations no longer shall your name be called Abram but your name shall be Abraham for I have made you the fruit made you fruitful and I will make you into nations and kings will come from you and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you through the generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession and I will be their God. Let's pray. Father, I thank You so much for Your Word. I thank You for Your promises. Promises that You gave in the Old Testament and promises that You have kept. Promises that You still have given to us. Father, I pray that You would be with us tonight, that You would help me. You give us ears to hear, give us eyes to see, your glory, as we look at these texts tonight. And Father, I pray that you would be with me, a sinner, saved by grace, a wretched man who you've called into your service. Lord, I pray that you give me strength to preach your word. In Jesus' name, amen. God has made A promise. He promised to send someone who would be the Messiah, who would crush the serpent's head. He promised to send someone that would be a descendant of Abraham. Chapter 12 tells us that would bless all the nations, all the families of the earth. As we look through the Old Testament time after time after time, the prophecies that look forward to the coming of the Messiah that we talk about so often at Christmas time, they're all based on the promises that God made that He would save His people, that He would send a Messiah, that He would bless the world through Abraham. We look through the Old Testament. Amy read from Matthew chapter 1, and it gives a connection all the way from Abraham to Jesus. Notice the names that you see in that story. Later on in Genesis, you see a descendant of Abraham named Judah. Judah was the father of Perez. I don't remember who Perez was the father of, but this is the way the line went. Let me tell you the story about Perez and how he came to be. Judah had a son, who did something that was evil in God's sight, and God killed Judah's son. We're wondering if Judah was going to be the one who might be that seed, or might carry that seed forth. There's a threat to God's promise. What is God going to do to overcome this threat? Well, they have this law called levirate marriage. So God tells Judah's next son to go and marry the daughter, or the, um, the woman that was married to Judah's first son. I won't go into the details. You can read it for yourself. But this son does something wicked as well. God kills this other son. And Judah has another son, but he's, he's scared to give this other son to Tamar to provide a seed, to provide a descendant, an offspring, to carry on the line of this seed of the woman. So Tamar does something very, very Strange. She dresses up as a prostitute. And she goes and she seduces Judah. And she gives birth to twins. Perez. I can't remember the name of the other one right now. Jesus had quite a lineage. He... God overcame this threat to the line. He provided a seed, and He used sinful people to do it. You know, maybe we sometimes wonder, how could God use me? How could God use you? How could God forgive someone like me? I've done so much in my life. You've maybe done so much. And you think, how could God possibly forgive me for all the things that I've done? In the very line of Jesus that we see that connects, Abraham on to Jesus, we see this story of God... Taking evil actions that Judah and Tamar committed to bring about the Messiah. Another generation beyond that, and we see Ruth is in the genealogy of Jesus. Ruth was a Moabitess. Moabites were cut off from God's people. They they were you weren't supposed to mar- be able to marry a, a Moabite and then still be able to come and, and worship at the temple. They were they were there were so many generations that had to go by before somebody that was married in as a Moabite could even participate in the worship of God's people. Yet Ruth was full blooded Moabite and she had married this man who died before they had children, and another case of this Leverite marriage. And God, in His wisdom, provides a husband for her, Boaz. They marry, and they have a child, Obed, who gives has, has a son whose name is Jesse, who has a son... Whose name is David? God used strange people. He used people that we would never expect in bringing about the Messiah. There are more. Here at Christmas time, We often think about Jesus in the manger. We think about the angels. And we think about the shepherds. We think about the wise men. And in these weeks leading up to Christmas, we think about the prophecies. About God's plan in motion leading from a garden with promises that are made to Eve, to Abraham, to David, and to many others, all leading forward to Jesus who was born in Bethlehem. Jesus who would come, who would be that descendant of Eve, the seed of the woman, who would come and crush the serpent's head. And He lived a sinless life. He was a descendant of David. He was of a royal line. And He did miraculous things. He healed the lame. He healed the sick. He healed the paralytics. He cast out demons. He taught as one who had authority. And it all started on that night when there was no room in the inn. Jesus was born in Bethlehem fulfilling all the promises that were made and the promise to Abraham that we see here I want to point one more thing out about 17 verse chapter 17 It says Sorry Oh which verse is it In verse 6, and kings shall come from you. Ultimately, that points to King Jesus. King Jesus, who even now is king over all of his creation. He is king he is ruler. He may have been born in a stable and placed in a manger. He may have been mocked and crucified and buried, but he rose again and he ascended to the heavens and he now sits at His Father's side. He is our intercessor. He pleads for us when we sin. We have an advocate before the Father. And He is King. And He uses His authority. He is the Sovereign King in all of His majesty. This fulfills the promise made to Abraham These messages that I'm preaching in these weeks leading up to Christmas they're all about promises that were made the promise to Eve to last week the promise to Abraham next week we're going to look at the promise to David the week after that we'll make look at a promise made in the book of Isaiah and on Christmas Day, Christmas night, we'll, we'll look at the promise fulfillment from the book of Luke. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com or you can like us on Facebook.